Hi, welcome to the Sunflower Society podcast. We are two sisters looking to enhance your journey by sharing some of our personal experiences, and we invite you along to join us. That's my sister, Kara Howard, and I'm Justine Gonzalez. We'll be your hostesses at the Sunflower Society podcast, where we explore how you can grow and serve the world through your unique talents and have further impact in your day-to-day life. Let's get ready to go. Hey, little sister. Hey, sister. I won't sister, but you are older. That's right. And so bigger. No. Yes. Bigger <laughs> sister. I'm literal, little, littler sister. Um, but we're so excited. This week is episode 13 and our topic is clarity. Uh, we often determine what direction we are going to go based on input from those around us, whether you are someone we talk to regularly on the phone, someone we work with, um, or even people who DM us ideas or respond to polls we have on Instagram. So make sure that you look in this episode details and in our podcast description if you'd like to follow us and connect with us there. Uh, so We have decided to talk about clarity. Also, be sure we're only in our third week of it, but we have added a segment at the very end, a quick segment called the Fabulous Five List, where we count down our top five of something. So (laughs) we leave it very ambiguous, but I was really excited to have my little niece, Kara's daughter, featured last week on the top five ways to engage your kids over the summer, especially on a rainy day. So be sure to check out episode 12 um, if you want to get some ideas there. All right. So clarity. I'm unclear on what we're talking about. (laughs) Oh, Kara needs clarity. So I, I thought of this because this past week I got the opportunity to spend a week at my university camp pursuing my uh, PhD. And one of my professors said, clarity is kindness. Hmm. And it has really, yeah, it's really stuck with me. Is it? That was what I wanted to say, but I refrained. (laughs) What comes to mind when you think about that? Because I do have my own thoughts, but if you hear that, what do you, what comes to mind? Clarity is kindness. I guess like if you're clear with somebody about what you need or what you would like to see, there's no um, room for ambiguity there. And we are kind to people when we can provide them with honest feedback or honest opinions rather than having a veiled response that might end in ugliness later. So in that respect, Hmm. I can see how that's true because even though sometimes clarity is hard, it's the kinder path to take when you're dealing with, um, you know, those things that come into it, like honesty and all the emotions that come into it um, and just seeking truth in general. 
uh, I think we do each, each other a disservice to helping along the concept of clarity in all of our lives if we go through life kind of being very ambiguous and not really um, providing people with a clear sense of who we are and who we want to become. So what, what do okay. you, like, when you heard that, why did you say, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of, no, we were, I mean, it's in the context of school leadership and governance uh, and that was the context, but I think it spans across all areas of your life because if I ask you a question, so I'm seeking clarity, or if you provide it to me, either way, similar to what you just spoke about, we are being completely honest with each mm-hmm. other. So I think that that's an act of kindness when you provide clarity, or if you say, hmm, I'm not I'm not really clear on that. Can you, can you expound some more? Can you explain further? Because when we don't say those things or we're just silent, we're just saying, we, we kind of remain in our own assumptions. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be really dangerous because if you say, Hey, you should come over for dinner. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That, that sounds cool. But I don't actually say, oh, well, what time would you like me to come? Would you like me to bring anything? Um, How should I dress? I'm just going to make assumptions. And honestly, I probably won't follow through and come over for dinner because I didn't seek to even understand more clearly what you were intending or what the purpose was. And I think we do that often. Um, you brought up, uh, prior to us starting this episode, the idea of listening to your guts. Um, and I know we, we touched on this a little bit on our episode on intuition. If you haven't listened to that one, it's a great one. Be sure you go back and listen. Um, but you, you talk a lot about your gut. And so (laughs) when you, when you think of that, like, And for anybody listening, when you operate off of your quote unquote gut, like, should you operate that way? Should you always trust your gut? Yeah. I don't know. The answer is a resounding yes. Because I think like at our core, God created us us as, you know, these beautiful beings, but he gave us these killer instincts. And those have evolved and changed over the years um, and centuries with our growth as humans and our ability to conceive different ideas. And, you know, we now have technology that we didn't have even last century. So um, easy to get caught up in people's opinions and Um, listen to all the voices around you that are conflicting with your own voice, your inner voice, that gut instinct. But I think at its core, you know, we were created to use our instincts for our survival and our survival today looks different than it did even a century ago. Um, But we have to tailor our responses to those gut instincts to fit into the society that we live in today and the environment that we live in today. 
So yes, I still think it's important to listen to your gut. And I still think it's there for everybody. I don't know how, I think we get caught up again, listening to the voices of everybody else, unfortunately, Hmm. and popular opinion. And um, we get caught up in this safety culture where, you know, we basically, we, we have put safety and, um, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. We almost idolize safety. And so because we're so safe. Are you talking about like a first aid kit? No. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it does cover across that. I, I'm seeking but... clarity because you're a nurse and listeners who are avid, avid listeners of our show know that you have a nursing background. So I am seeking clarity. I think I know what you're saying, yeah. but listeners might not so I would go a little deeper like that you're not just talking about having a first aid it covers safety in the physical sense because we are a hyperactive like safe culture I guess we are very focused on anything we can do to prevent illness or death which I'm not saying is a bad thing but we almost take it to an extreme sometimes (laughs) um, where we don't live our lives and then The other aspect of that is safety in doing the safe route, the easy path, the popular decision, the, you know, fill in the blank, whatever is good and easy. We probably are more prone to stick in that lane because we don't always have those gut instincts anymore. They've gotten a little flabby over the years um, and centuries and we don't quite sometimes flabby. Yeah. You know, your gut gets flabby. (laughs) you don't use it. And I just, I just am in my own life. I have seen the fruit of trusting my gut and my inner voice. That is for me, that is God, the God of our universe. But I, when I have listened to that voice and gone forth, even in times where it made no sense at all, there is fruit at the end of that. And I can tell you in those times that I played it safe and I've put up every rationale as to why I shouldn't listen to my gut and I should be doing this other thing that never ends well. So, I mean, it's not real raw data. It's just experiential, but for me, it has huge sample size of one (laughs) (laughs) for me. It has huge value because I've seen fruit of that in my life and am living that right now. Um, so I, I think it's worth flexing that muscle and using that and just seeing what happened. Like you always got to come up with the worst case scenario. Like what's the worst that could happen if I trust my gut and do it. And you know what? It's that bad or nothing that you could, you couldn't handle if it didn't work out the way that you thought it was going to. But I can say like with full confidence, when my gut or my inner voice or whatever you want to call it, if I get that feeling or that it's not, it's not like spoken word out loud or anything like that, but that like sometimes I will literally have like words come into my head that I didn't think, you know what I mean? Like I didn't think those words, I, they're Mm -hmm. just there all of a sudden. I wasn't even really thinking about whatever subject might have popped in my head and I don't really know what that's called right. or whatever. People might think that's weird. Um, but 
when I've followed that and had this peace in my inner spirit, knowing that I was maybe doing something crazy, but it's okay. Like God wants you to do this. You have to do this to. Well, I think the question is crazy according to who. Right. Exactly. And also, also, I think that brings up key takeaway one, which would be make sure you exercise your gut. Don't let it get flabby. (laughs) And I know you might be laughing like, yes, we all want a six pack, but I mean, like a six pack of abs, Um, but the, but the correlation would mean be trust yourself, trust your instincts. And as Kara says, try to go for it. Now, even though that's key takeaway one, I'm going to play devil's advocate okay. to the music. Uh-huh. Devil's advocate. <laughs> okay. So, so here's my thought in your mind, you're describing having clarity on something as like God showing you specific words, or you just have this feeling in your gut, somewhat of a holy hunch go for it, Kara. Mm -hmm. However, what if my version of clarity and my version of trusting my gut is to color inside the lines and stay true to what I've been doing? And maybe my world is not full of risks because the way how I've just heard you describe it, I would definitely call you a risk taker. Mm -hmm. So what if my comfort zone I'm just being hypothetical. This is not true about me, but what if my comfort zone is, uh, but for me, my gut tells me to continue down kind of this steady path, maybe not color outside the lines. I don't need to jump out of a plane with a parachute. I'm good with living my day-to-day life, clocking in, clocking out, being a mom, whatever. I'm filling in the blank for maybe listeners who are saying yeah I'm not a risk taker but that doesn't mean that I don't have clarity or don't follow my gut well I think what would you say to that I think that is their clarity like those people that are in that position that is their clear choice and that is what they feel they should be doing even though there may be other things they want to be doing that is what they've been shown is their path for now um I believe that we all have different gifts in this life and that some of our gifts are are not as um visual or not visual as seen I guess the people we're around uh they're any less significant to the lives of the people that um those types of personalities in that population is influencing um I don't think, I don't think that for those people, I think if God, I think God will place a call at some point in everybody's life and say, what is, what are you doing? What is your purpose? What is your direction? What is your end goal? What's our end game here in this life? Because you only get one. So I I really think there's a calling time in everyone's life, whether it's the beginning of your childhood. Some people are given amazingly clear like paths and directions to take from a young age, just because I know you wanted to be a teacher from a young age and you knew you wanted that. And that's what you were doing Mm -hmm. because your gut 
told you that's what you wanted to do. I never felt that about my career path Mm -hmm. um, until the one that I'm diverging on now. Now I feel that. But if I, if I look back, that is what I felt as a child as well, what I'm doing now. So sometimes um, we might be in a very comfortable place, but God will eventually say, hey, this has been great. This has been fine. I've given you a fruitful life. It's beautiful. You're blessed. But I want you to do one more thing before you leave here on earth. This is the purpose I've called you for. This is why you're here. I don't think any of us are exempt from that. And we choose to take the call. We choose to ignore it. And that's where your intuition, I mean, rock and roll with that intuition because there's nothing, I mean, it's not even, it's not even something we can really sit and describe or fully give justice to because it's so spiritual and it's so intangible. It's not even, but I know even if there's anybody listening that is agnostic or atheist or anything like that, I know I, I know very little about that um, agnostic faith, but I think that they believe in a higher power of some sort. It's just not necessarily a universal God. Um, but even those people, I feel like they know what I'm talking about, whether or not they believe that's from the God of my universe or they believe that that is just um, the universe or whatever your belief system might be you still know exactly what I'm talking about. I know everybody um, has had those instances and pulls, tugs, their heartstrings. And yeah, it's a, it's a really weird conversation to actually have because similar to our intuition conversation, it's like, it's there for all of us, but it's not the same for any of us. Mm, That's good. Well, and, and consequently, I think this is one of the things that most often if I ask one of my friends, well, how can I pray for you in, in this particular situation? More times than not, this is the number one thing people ask for prayer with is clarity, Mm -hmm. that God would give me clarity. And when I think about the word clarity, when you break it down, it's really having a clear vision for what path is in front of you and what path to take, because every day you make a million and one decisions And any one decision can detour you from where Mm -hmm. you thought you were going, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just something worth recognizing that every decision we make does hold weight. And when we constantly doubt ourselves, I think doubt is, is a lot of times people say doubt is the opposite of faith. I think it's also to a degree, the opposite of clarity. So doubt gets in the way of us being able to see clear because if you have faith and you know that you're being guided, then you have a clear pathway. And and even if you may not know where it ends up at, you're, you're given breadcrumbs along the way. Like one of my friends always says that, you know, look for the breadcrumbs that God is showing you in your life. And that'll Mm -hmm. be kind of a key indicator as to where you should be headed And so we may not always know the path or even the vehicle that's going to take us on that path, but we can know and have hunches and and be okay with maybe not having all the details laid out um, on on wherever we're going, right? Whether it's with a relationship or a job or family-related matters, whatever, um, 
what do you think about what do you think about somebody listening who says, yeah, I've, I've tried to pray. I've tried to journal. I have tried to seek counsel and I still don't feel like I have clarity on a particular situation. What would you say to somebody who feels that way? I don't think it's a matter of clarity. I think everybody can find clarity. I think it's a matter of being able to trust the very first instinct that you had for that situation. For example, our, our ability to process faith and like have faith is very intellectual. It's very uh, finite, the, the way that we look at the world. And when we think about the uh, awesomeness of God and the universe, like there's no limit to that. And we as humans have this ability or this tendency, I guess, to put, put a cap on our world and we just like bottle it up and we say, okay, this is what I've been given. Here we go. I'm going to take my little bottle and I'm just going to walk with it. And here it is. Isn't that nice? But we put many limitations on the work that we can't see. Mm. Mm-hmm based on the fear that we hold and the limitations that we hold for ourselves, even though we see everything around us and how amazingly everything is put together like a puzzle down to the detail of anything. I mean, look at a flower, just look inside of a flower once. And if you've not taken time to do that in your life, you should, because it's absolutely breathtakingly amazing and perfect and beautiful And if God spent that much time, I said this last podcast, I think too, if he spent that much time designing that simple little flower, that's only going to last a month or two, and then it's going to drop off and provide seed for the next, like how much more did he invest in us and think how capable he made us to carry out the things that he has planned? We know that very first gut feeling we just choose to listen to other voices often um to then they drown that out they sow uh seeds of doubt and fear and anxiety and they do not allow us to they'll allow us a prosperous life they'll allow us you know blessings and all the things but we will never know the fullness that god has prepared for us if we don't if we don't take it which is key takeaway too. the only limitations that we encounter in life are essentially the limitations we put on ourselves. And I, people may disagree, but I think everything you just described and, and one of the things that I feel strongly about, and I've seen it show up in my own life with mistakes that I've made are that it's very easy for us. If things, if we don't have clarity or things maybe aren't going quote unquote our way, it becomes very easy to point a finger and blame it on somebody else or something else Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. saying, no, I'm actually taking that situation and I'm creating it as a limitation. I'm not looking at taking ownership for it because it's much easier for me to say, oh, well, blame it on my childhood or blame it on this relationship or blame it on my sucky job whatever fill in the blank that and the lie ultimately that we choose to tell ourselves is what actually puts a limitation on us being successful, but also having clarity 
about how to take the next step because we've right. chosen to believe a lie that we've told ourselves and we've in essence put limitation on God. The little pit stops we have along the way, those quote unquote failures, which I don't, I mean, I believe that I believe that we can feel like we failed at something, but I don't think we ever fail because those little pit stops are failures along the way. We wouldn't have the endurance to continue on to the next step or the next thing if we didn't have those to grow. That's the only way we grow. And so we can look at this jaggedy path, you know, that looks like, oh man, big detour over here. Oh, they fell off the cliff over here. Right. But you know what? Like the ultimate goal is to continue to grow to continue to grow those around you and that again back to the concept of a podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> where that you know it's not about it's not about the number of people that you influence it's about the way that God has created you as a unique individual and blessing blessing your path as you move along um, your journey in, in this life that you're given and you can't, you can't come to the first detour or failure or whatever you want to call it and turn around and run back to where you were and just sit there. And I know a lot of people do because they get scared. There's a fear that, oh, I made the wrong choice. This happened. But you know what? That was, that was against your vision. That wasn't against what God had in store. This is what was supposed to happen. Right. I also wonder if (laughs) I think that we as a society, we get we've gotten really good at thinking that you should have your whole entire life figured out by the time you're 26 or 27. (laughs) And if for some reason you don't, then there's something wrong with you. Um, and, And when did we start thinking that that was an ending point? Because I I got to tell you. You're going to get fresh. You're going to get real frustrated real fast. If you are in like, if you think, okay, that's the ending point to me, that sounds miserable. That sounds miserable. Had I, um, and people who know me well, I was engaged before when I was very young and I called off my wedding, which I'm, I'm grateful that it happened. But for me and knowing my personality and having clarity, clarity around what God has for me and what he's done in my life thus far, I can't imagine what it would feel like to wake up and to know, okay, I have the picket fence and I have 2.5 kids and I have a husband and I have my job and I've got my teacher's pension lined up and this and this and this. I personally, this is just me speaking about me and my life and knowing who I am and who I'm becoming, I would be miserable Mm -hmm. because then you have this feeling as if, okay, well, is that really all there is in life? And that's okay. You know what? Did I already figure it out? And I've already mashed myself against this framework that for whatever reason, it could be church. It could be family beliefs it could be norms right from from friends Mm -hmm. it could be any number of things that if I had adopted that way of thinking I would be absolutely miserable right but yet we still project that on other people and I still have friends who ask me well don't you wish this 
And it's, it's quite fascinating to me because they're the same ones who are complaining about their own life. Right, right. Well, and those, I think that moment happens for everybody. I think like you're there for a second. You're like, I got everything. I got everything I need. Here I am. And then you're like, oh crap, what's next? I've only lived a quarter of my life or half of my life or fill in the blank. You know, I hit that moment basically six months ago where I was just steady going along my but minding my business things were good things were peaceful you felt like you had everything you felt like you had everything you could possibly want in life yeah really I was like yeah see but it wasn't known that feeling but I think I would be terribly bored if I ever it was a moment right (laughs) but it was a moment of like feeling like is this it? <laughs> and I think we <laughs> talked really about that in one of the other, yeah, and one of the other episodes. It wasn't like I was, I mean, I was struggling with some depression stuff, but I wasn't unhappy about anything in my life. It was just like, oh, wait a minute. Did I really use any of the gifts or talents that God's given me? Not right. yet. Not yet. So I think for you, I can see you like growing and evolving and changing and just having this constant, like you've always just had that. And I think for some people, like for myself, it was like moseying along, meeting all my goals, doing all the things. And then wait, what's, what's next? Because God gave me this, this, and this, and I've done nothing with it. And those are the things he wants me to use. So better get right. your butt in gear and do it. Yeah. And I think instead of thinking of life as like having an ending point or like, if I could just achieve this, then I'm good. Quote unquote. I think we have to start looking at life as a continuum. Like, like you said, and you're just kind of going through these different phases. You're never necessarily getting to a destination. Right. And I am so it's about the journey. It's about a journey and and quite frankly a lot of like none of us really know our destination aside from the fact of having that perfect peace that i'm showing up every day with my gifts and talents to serve god to the best of my ability and i am also showing up not just the way that god wants me to but what the world needs me to be right and there's so much freedom in showing up daily and hourly and by the minute and not knowing what the end is going to look like, because when you know, or when you think you know what the end is going to look like, your days are frustrating because well, it also, you don't feel it also, ever making progress to get, get there. Cause you won't, it's also, a you know, lie. so you're like, it's a complete yeah. lie because to think that way lets you think that somehow you're powerful enough to be in control of everything that happens right. and yep, you're not. into this plan to make x happen yes exactly there's so much more freedom in taking things an hour at a time and really using your your clarity your voice of clarity within you and being with that voice all day and that sounds insane to some people it's not something that I ever practiced honestly before the past few months and it has absolutely changed my life and the way that I look at things. Absolutely. And I would never in a million years go back that really closed in look 
at potential. Never in a million years. Well, I would, this has been a great conversation. I'm sure we could keep going for hours, but (laughs) I will end by letting you know, I've learned a lot about the concept of just enjoying each moment and embracing it from my man, my significant other. And I can tell all the ladies listening, including you, Kara, I know exactly what he's doing 24 seven. What? Do you want to know how I know this? No, I don't know what you're saying. Right? Like that doesn't even exist. It does. <laughs> like most women are probably like, oh, well, I want to know what my man is up to, or I want to know where my husband's at. I can truly say I know exactly what Thaddeus is doing every single moment of every day. What are that? you ready? Yeah. Every time I ask my love, what are you doing? He responds by saying, I'm breathing. (laughs) (laughs) So I can always tell people, I know exactly what he's doing every single day. There's no questions asked. But anyways, just on a funny note. And I will also close this out with one of my favorite quotes from Oprah Winfrey herself. Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned in. We are going to share our fabulous five list of the week. So that's coming up next. Thanks. Welcome to the Fabulous Five list of the week. Okay, so earlier I was at Meyer and I was thinking about, I really, I wasn't even in this aisle, although now that I think about it, I totally forgot to get some Dr. Teal's <laughs> for my bubble bath, but sidebar. So then I was thinking earlier about does anybody remember, I know you do, Kara, but if anybody remembers those little, like, off-brand body sprays that were, like, if you like such and such, you'll love this. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> they were, like, I think we used those in elementary school. Even. Weren't they even called, like, perfume imposters or something like that? Like, wasn't the name imposter in it? somewhere I think so I think, it was. I think so Excellent. but they were like Alex. body sprays mm-hmm. yeah but those I, I think that was my first entry point into like perfume so I thought it'd be kind of fun to share our fabulous five list of like our top perfumes that we like yeah and it's also always very interesting to me that um some of the perfumes we like now, like I might wear one and it smells really good or you might, and then we try it on each other and it does not smell the same. Oh yeah. Your pheromones have a lot to do with how something smells on you. So do you, do you have any other expert opinions on that? Because I know you used to work for Clinique. Yeah. Um, no, not really. Just about like how to choose a perfume. Uh, no, you just have to go try on a bunch and see which ones smell good on you, basically. (laughs) 
Okay, so so next time you go to Nordstrom's, ladies, like just go spray a bunch of perfumes on yourself. That's Kara's advice. Yeah, I mean you do. You do have to try it on. I would never recommend yeah. just smelling it on a card because it will not smell the same on you. That is my advice. Okay. Okay. Well, so do we want to reveal our number five, which is like a combined one? It's like yeah. a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know who was the maker, or was it one Ralph of the other brand ones? Ralph Lauren. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about exclamation earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph Romance. Ralph Lauren Romance. I think we both wore that one for a while, and we could both wear that one. And I like the men's men's version as well. Like, I, my husband had that for a while, and I secretly use his cologne occasionally. I don't know why. I actually, like, as I'm getting older, I enjoy a more masculine smell on myself than a perfumey smell oh a yeah. musk if you will no not musk <laughs> i don't like the word i don't like the smell i like like a really cool like refreshing woodsy smell do you remember um wasn't there wasn't there a perfume called charlie yeah yeah didn't our grandma gonzalez used to wear that yeah, I think. So. yeah yeah charlie she smells fabulous yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> well, now I'm also thinking of Cool Water, Cool Water Woman. Yeah. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're getting a little off task here. Do you want to share? <laughs> we shared our common number five. Do you want to share like your top two or three of yeah. yours? Yeah. So my <laughs> number three is Ralph Lauren Romance. My number two is Elizabeth Arden Green Tea, which that was the very uh, first oh, yeah. I ever worked at. Um, when I worked at Elder Beerman, they had a small Elizabeth Arden counter, and it was not my favorite spot. So I switched to Clinique soon after, but I fell in love with that perfume, and it just reminds me of that um, time period. So love that. And then what's your number? My number two right now would probably be YSL Black Opium. Ooh, and I can't wear that. It smells delicious on you. Oh, but. it's, yeah. Oh, it is. As, as your daughter would say, this pillow smells like teeny. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's a scent. It's a scent for sure. <laughs> all right. My number one of all time. I haven't actually purchased this for myself yet, but I will someday. Um, it's called Ageless. I think it's by somebody named Harvey Prince or something like that. I got it in one of these birch box samples that I got a few years ago. And it was like a beautiful, like, um, Mandarin, orangey, grapefruity, burger combo. And it's so nice and light. And, oh, I'm going to get oh. it. Oh, Days. Didn't yeah. I get you that subscription to Birchbox? Did uh huh yeah, for Christmas or your birthday or maybe both. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my number one right now would be Prada Candy, Ooh. and there's actually two versions. The one I use is like the dark pink one, but it actually has a really nice floral note to it. This was mm-hmm. another one you recently tried and didn't work out ah, with you. On me, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> has changed and I can't wear floral stuff anymore I really like the citrusy like cool smells now maybe with a hint of flowers but not like heavily 
plural. So do you always, do you like think people should smell you before they see you? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I love a good, like really good smell in person when they walk by. Like, I think it's so nice. Well, I think we grew, I think we grew up with that, especially with like our dad and our our grandpa on our dad's side, because they always had very distinct cologne scents that I'll never forget how grandpa Gonzalez smells because you could hug him and it would stay on you. You could like shake his hand or something and like Mm -hmm. it would just be on your hand the rest of the day. Yeah, that was, that was Pablo. He was going with you. a really good smelling person and so I try to I try to be a good smelling person although I have to watch it at the hospital because you know allergies and sick people and stuff yeah but one of my favorite things is perfume all right well be sure you check us out on Instagram Kara is at Fawn River Beauty and I'm at Justine R. Gonzalez and it that ends with a Z not an S um, we would love to hear from you for Fab Five list ideas as well as topics you're interested in us talking through so this is the end of episode 13 Clarity be sure you share and subscribe and we'll look forward to the next episode bye